Hello there. Welcome to Home as a Changeling, the podcast. I'm Ashley Ellsworth Keller, and I'm so honored to speak with my father-in-law, Andy Keller, and he's going to tell us all about his fascinating life. Um, but first, I want him to introduce him, introduce himself and um, tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from. Hi, I'm Andy Keller, <laughs> Ashley's <laughs> father-in-law, and I was born in the Bronx, New York. I'm 68 years old, and mm, I don't know what else to say with that, Ash. Well, <laughs> we're, you were born in the Bronx, but Correct. how many miles away do you live from there now? 2,346, to be exact. <laughs> uh, east, east or west? <laughs> east. East, wait, east. the Bronx is east from here, from there. For me, yes. <laughs> yeah, you moved west. To find, remember? To find where east is on Google Maps or something. Um, what do you What do you do? Are you Are you working or are you retired? I am retired, mm -hmm. and. What my current occupation is right now is snow removal. <laughs> snow removal. Wait, wait a second. But you live in Arizona. What are you talking about? Oh, it doesn't snow in Arizona. You're right. <laughs> 7,000 feet. Right. So, yeah, we've had a pretty uh, wicked couple of months. Of yeah. Snow. A very, very wintry. It's the end of February right now. And I know at least um, for the month of January, it was the third snowiest on record. Very, very close to the second snowiest. And this seems like it's been probably one of the snowiest winters on record overall. Yeah. We, how long have we lived here? So over 30 years now. And it's... The snowiest I remember. Yeah. It's been a consistent meat grinder storm system. Yeah. There was one snowed five feet in two days. That was great because it didn't snow again for a while. <laughs> mm -hmm. But this one keeps going on and on and on and on. Yeah, it seems like every every week it'll be like, all right, two more feet on the way. <laughs> yeah. This week. Wednesday, we're supposed to get another foot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which is really cool, but <laughs> that's, I know that the, the city's running out of place to put that snow. It's so much snow. It's all in my front yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you normally have a beautiful view of the San Francisco peaks. But I'm assuming that it's some of it's a little bit obstructed by your mountain of snow in the yard. Well, yeah, we can see halfway out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, we'll we'll get back to Flagstaff in a minute, but um, I want to hear I want to hear a little bit more about where you're where you're born and what you know what was it like to 
to grow up in the Bronx? Well, on my block, up the street from me was New York University. It's when New York University had a campus before they sold it to Bronx Community College and just bought random buildings downtown in downtown Manhattan. And it's a pretty famous as a Hall of Fame terrace, which has busts of statesmen, politicians, scientists, bronze cast busts. It's really cool. Google it. Hall of Fame. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> really cool. And I lived like two blocks down from that. And my block, well, first was, it was called the Owl House. It was a big fraternity. And I forget the Greek on it, but then there was the row houses, which I lived in. The first one was Marishkananian Pichtabachi, my aunt and uncle, and then my grandmother. And Marishkananis and my grandmother's house were furnished room houses, like you see in Tom Hanks' movie, Big. Oh, yeah. Where it has a common bathroom for the tenants and stuff. And then our house was in the middle. And then next to us was um, Mr. Pearson. And then next to him was Mr. Ferry and his family. So we were the center one. Anybody who wants to look, 2255 Loring Place, Bronx, New York. Google it. Our I'll, I'll put that the in, the, in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> our house is the center. It's the one with the second and third floor bay window that are copper clad. Mm. Really beautiful. And so then from that was Mr. McAloon. And then from him was three other frat houses. And then uh, different apartment buildings and private houses all the way down the block. So it was, it was a eclectic neighborhood. And my grandmother in that furnished room house, she rented it out to uh, college professors and college students. Mm-hmm. So at a very young age, I'd been hanging out with uh, professors and college students. I mean, I was a kid, <laughs> preteen and teen, and uh, talking with these wonderful men who were so smart and who I looked up to, you know. And then I would go up to the library, the stacks at NYU, and read voraciously as a youngster, which I gave up that habit. And uh, <laughs> 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 so I, would, I would read like crazy. That was my fun. And then uh, the kids in the neighborhood, I mean, we played stickball on the street. We played um, Johnny Rides the Pony. I don't, I don't know, know that one. <laughs> um, one guy is against the building and he's like cross arms and then everybody's bent over holding on to the person in front of him and holding on to that. And then your job is Johnny, who's riding this pony, runs and jumps on everybody's back <laughs> and tries to break it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, hey, wait, that was fun. <laughs> That was Danny Rides the Pony. Oh my gosh. Of course, we play uh, Off the Point, which is the pink Spalding ball, and you'd hit it, and it would hit like the edge of the step because it was, you know, the point. 
and okay. it would go up and you catch it and you know all sorts of urban games played scully in the street which is a big grid that you divide up into little sections and you have bottle caps mm-hmm. and you go section to the other to get to the middle was and this you- was this in the 1800s or something <laughs> i gotta go bye <laughs> No, Ashley. (laughs) But if you really wanted to win, you put milk crayons and put it in your bottle cap. It wait. Oh, cool. That's cool to know. (laughs) I'll teach you when you come visit or we go there. We'll play this on your sidewalk. (laughs) Well, and then, you know, uh, we would hang out. I mean, at a young age, much to my parents' chagrin, I would go uh, hang out at these frat houses. <laughs> <laughs> what what age are we talking about? Mm, early teen years. Okay. So, but the Owl House was one of my favorites because I had kitchen privileges. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Billy and I. We could just walk in the front door and they go, hey, Andy, Billy, <laughs> you go to the kitchen, get a soda. Oh, nice. <laughs> this is after school, you know, you go get a soda, go hang out in the living room, watch TV, you know, you know, watch some guy play his guitar and just, then we, you know, make our own snacks. We had kitchen privileges. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. Oh, that's so great. But it was great. How and cool. Yeah. The other different, uh, houses there was one i forget the greek but it was called the fiji house yeah yeah that's and, it's still i forget which one it is too but yeah some some of them it's still around like a, a tiki bar basement which i thought was really cool <laughs> of course they did of course they did <laughs> so, that was very <laughs> oh man well so you lived on loring place with your mom and dad and many siblings yep uh, um, steve joe elizabeth me and lona mm-hmm. yeah. you were the second youngest yes yeah so i imagine um there's there was a lot of learning from older siblings and older obviously <laughs> college random college friends <laughs> you in your in your youth um what do you have a a particularly colorful story from some time growing up that you feel is uh okay to share yeah (laughs) the statute of limitations is off so (laughs) i mean i've got thousands of listeners so (laughs) (laughs) well I mean, I'll tell you about the time. I was 14 years old. And I think my mom and dad were, you know, my dad came from Hungary. He became a a citizen. So he believed in great, you know, European uh, values and discipline and stuff. And my mom was Hungarian, but she was born here. And they, you know, changed my dad's last name when he uh, immigrated when he was going through immigration they couldn't pronounce his hungarian name or write it and he couldn't speak english so they changed it to keller when her name is Karistain or karistani mm-hmm. um, 
So I, my dad, I, I, I think he kind of felt out of place all the time. And I don't think he knew at that time. He did the best he could. I, I have no problem with my dad. But I, he did the best he could to raise us. But I think he got overwhelmed at the time, especially with me and my brother, Joe. My gosh. <laughs> I, would, I would be overwhelmed with Joe and I. Yeah. Yeah. I think most parents would. So uh, what they would do is they'd ship Joe and I off to camps, different camps. Don't laugh, ballet camp and uh, Boy Scout camps. So, yes, we took ballet. It was a ballerina from Hungary named Esther Dayak, one of the most beautiful women, I think, in the world. And uh, so sophisticated and her husband, Zoli, Zoli Bachi. And <laughs> so she taught us ballet and Joe would go to the ballet camp. And um, I don't think I ever was there. We'd go to visit the ballet camp. Uh-huh. But I never went. But then um went to Boy Scout camp and my parents would send me to Boy Scout camp like all summer. Not only my troop, but different troops. And there was a great scoutmaster who I really loved. He was a wonderful, kind, understanding human being. He walked with a cane. His name was Mr. Marn, M-A-R-N, Kemp. And he was just like a good old boy. I mean, just incredible. So one year when I was 14, I went to 10 Mile River Boy Scout Camp with Mr. Kemp's troop. And there happened to be a little music and arts festival going on. And it was called Woodstock. <laughs> I don't remember it, but. <laughs> I've heard of it. I've heard of it. <laughs> I was 14 at Boy Scout camp. And I thought to myself, hmm. <laughs> White Lake, New York, where that was in 10 Mile River, weren't very far apart. So I decided to pack my yucca pack <laughs> and go. So I left Boy Scout camp (laughs) and I went to Woodstock. I hiked, I hitchhiked, I hiked. (laughs) And I got there and uh, here's this little kid in his Boy Scout uniform with all of these people who were just absolutely wonderful. Hmm. They were kind, they were loving, and the music was great. And, uh, I did some questionable things there. <laughs> we don't have to talk about all those things. <laughs> For but... a 14-year-old. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that time uh, really affected me and changed my thinking on a lot of things in life. I mean, it was just a bunch of people who, I mean, they took care of me. I was like, oh, look at the little boys go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so I worked at the first aid tent because I had a first aid merit badge. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, I had a good time. I had a good time. It was very life-changing. Oh, I mean, it it had to be life-changing. Yeah. It- I Got a good case of poison ivy when I was there. <laughs> yep, but yep. It was 
Well, what, what, how did, what happened? Did you hitchhike back to Boy Scout camp and just pop up like, hey, hey guys, I was camping in the woods all week. How did you know? That was my line. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was there for about a week at uh, Yazgur's farm. I helped clean up and um, one of the main reasons I stayed is I couldn't find my feet. <laughs> Questionable thing. That oh, was. oh, okay. I okay. I see. That's <laughs> so I have cleaned up, <laughs> and then I went back to Boy Scout camp, and then the, of course, the state police were alerted. And, uh, oh, good, good. As a as a former, a lot of things that happen. Yeah. <laughs> As a former <laughs> camp director, I just, I mean, I know things were different then, but I just can't imagine a camper being missing for a week and not noticing. <laughs> but, you know, times were different. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, when I went back, you know, well, my dad had to drive to the camp to get me, which is like, you didn't get to know my dad, but. That's a trip you didn't want to take. <laughs> yeah. So he, he came and got me and then uh, applied some good old world discipline on me when we got home. <laughs> yep. But if you ask me if my time there was worth it, oh, definitely. I would do it all again. Do it oh, all again. Absolutely. No problem. No problem. No. Would I have let my kids do that at that age? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make me a hypocrite? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just some, they just would have needed some good old, old fashioned, old world discipline. No, um, that at all. Yikes. Well, the reason I, is I grew up in the Bronx, right? And I always felt safe. Always. I grew up in a big city. On my block, I felt safe. The reason being is it takes a village to raise a child. You know that saying? Uh, My block was my village. I'd be down the block, sitting on the stoop of an apartment building, you know, teenage kid, smoking cigarettes, making out with your girlfriend. A lady from the seventh floor apartment would look out the window and say, Andrew! I'm calling your mother. And I'd be like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I always felt safe. There was never a feeling of insecurity. At a young age, I I went to high school down in Greenwich Village. That's far. uh, Yeah, from my house, it Mm -hmm. was far. I mean, but I would just go. That's where I wanted to go to school because Catholic school asked me to leave. I don't know why, but they did. Uh, those are stories for another time. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have time. But uh, I always felt safe. I mean, I could take the subway, go down to Central Park, go down to Washington Square Park, go down to the village, go downtown Manhattan with my friends, and we'd always feel safe because it wasn't – everybody painted New York City as the big, mean ogre of a place. But when I grew up, it was not like that. There are incidents, but it wasn't like that. I mean, it was like loving, kind. You could ask people directions. They'd tell you. They'd stop, you know. 
how old are you, kid? <laughs> like, <"Well." laughs> but it was a lovely place to grow up. I mean, we go to museums all the time, you know, Museum of Natural History, Hayden Planetarium. The Bronx Zoo is 40 minutes from my house. The Botanical Gardens, 40 minutes from my house. So it was just a great place to be. Great place to be. Oh, well, but you ended up leaving. Yes. Um, as, as many of us have. And tell me a little bit about that and what, when well, that was. Up, I moved up from the Bronx to upstate New York to a little town called Tannersville. It's right down from Hunter's Mountain. And I moved up there to get out of the city because growing up and being a Boy Scout, I always loved the woods and tried to get out of the, you know, to the woods as much as possible. And so I moved to upstate New York as a teenager and lived up there for about a year. And then I um, did a Christian missionary program with our uh, Bible group that we were involved in at the time. And then after that, I went to, um, that was Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I went to, to do missionary work. I, I don't know why. <laughs> so I lived in a little town outside of Bethlehem called Hellertown. Uh, H-E-L-L-E-R. So okay. one night I got a rattle can of paint and I put a K on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Welcome to Kellertown. <laughs> so, and then from there, I went to this, oh, back to the Bronx. There was my, one of my really good friends. We heard of this party of this Christian band playing at this girl's house. And we knew the guys in the band. So we figured, you know, we're the, you know, we're groovy Christians. We'll go. <laughs> Even though we weren't invited. So I went and then this girl walked by. And I looked at my friend. I said, who's that girl? And he goes, I think this is her party. <laughs> and, I looked at him and I said, I'm going to marry that girl someday. And. After <laughs> it, it, we were in the same Bible thing. So we went to a Bible college in Kansas and this girl walks by on the green. And I looked at her and I ran up to her and I said, hey, did you live on Story Avenue and you have this band play at your party at your house? And she goes, yeah. I said, I was there. <laughs> I said, I just want you to meet your future husband. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. What was her response? She's in the next room. You want to ask her? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so we just started hanging out together, and um, the rest is history. You know. Yeah, that's so cool. So you were, you were both from the Bronx, but you met at in Kansas at the Bible oh, College. Yeah. yeah, and I yeah. I do want you to mention. Um, what sort of wedding ceremony you had because it's not a common style of ceremony and times have changed and we understand that no judgment at all but i i really i really want you to paint a picture oh man <laughs> people think your father-in-law was in a cult <laughs> 
were you? <laughs> Depends on who you asked. <laughs> so, well, it was a three-year uh, program that we're in at college. And if you went in single, you're supposed to stay single, not get married during it. So Lane and I were dating. And then at the end of it, you know, there was a bunch of us, I mean, <laughs> who wanted to get married. So there was like 26 couples that we got married in this huge wedding. And people could call it a cult wedding if you'd like. I mean, <laughs> put that judgment on me. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> so so are you are you legally married to 25 other couples or are you just married to one another well there are some of those women wait i'm sorry <laughs> that was <laughs> never good. mind hi elaine that was um, good <laughs> no it was this individual ceremony for each one it took forever oh wow it's like a round robin, you know, everybody's saying their vows. It was, it was nicely done, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, um, and the pictures are really wonderful. I'll make sure to put a picture in the, in the notes so people can see just how, how great you both look. And yeah, we were young. Well, yeah. I'm younger then. Yeah. You were really young. Oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> so then after we got married, we went to, that was in Kansas. So after Kansas, we went to um, Durango, Colorado. And that's where we had David. Mm-hmm. We adopted him from a secondhand store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like watching your face. <laughs> <laughs> uh nobody's ever gonna believe that no that's where we had david and uh that's some of the most wonderful times i was um a land surveyor at the time and i was doing um oh timber sales a road to get to timber for the forest service for their timber sales so i was plotting out where the road would go and I was away a lot, you know, because I'd be living in the woods and which to me was just a joy. <laughs> and I'd come into town and I always come into town. I'd stop at the office and get my check and go to the bank. And Elaine worked at the drive through at the bank of Durango. So I pull up and the girl, Christy was like, how's Elaine? I said, what do you mean? And uh, she goes, She's at the hospital having a baby. And I went, oh, no. (laughs) I'm like, I start driving away and they're yelling on the intercom, Andy, Andy, your money. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) got the money. (laughs) Go run to the bank. Now, I've been living in the woods for like three weeks. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I look like Jeremiah Johnson on a really, really bad day. And uh, it's like he's... In the Linus cartoon, that little guy is always the dirt, the dirt clouds. That's what I look like. Yeah. And uh, I go running to the hospital and I walk into the room and all looks at me and she laughs. <laughs> yeah. And she just said, I'm okay. Go home and take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is a sanitary facility. <laughs> <laughs> so I 
we lived on like two blocks away. So I go take a shower, walk back to the hospital. And then uh, we had David. Elaine had David. I just was there. Yeah. Yeah. She did most of the work. <laughs> and Elaine's, uh, grand, uh, Elaine's parents were there for that, which is kind of funny. Yeah. 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 So Durango, Colorado, which is a pretty cool that's, place. That's where David was born. Yeah. But and you, then, you, you moved after that. So Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And that's where Rachel. Yeah. Rachel was born. Mm-hmm. Well, she was born in Denver, the Denver birth center with midwives. And, uh, it was the premier uh, midwifery in the United States at the time. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they were pioneers in midwife stuff. It was they were really wonderful people, and that's where we had Rachel was in Denver, and then Elizabeth in Boulder. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a long time ago. <laughs> well, hey, don't age your children Colorado. too much. <laughs> They're still your children. I, Colorado's a great place. Yeah, yeah. It's a to be. And then from Colorado, we moved back east to Maine. Now, my dad fell ill, and then... We went back east, and then my, you know, we didn't want to go either of us back to New York, so we moved to Maine because it's seven hour drive and that's nothing. So my, my dad passed. We both, Lynn and I talked and we agreed, let's go back out west because that's where our souls thrive. We love it out west. You know? So we moved back. And we moved to uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, a place we had never been. Mm. So, in yeah. 1980 something. Well, who? Oh, we're here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've been here about, what, 30 plus years in this house? It's 19, I mean, I'm maybe like 88, 89, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> my calculator <laughs> well i know that david was in his last year of elementary school when you moved there so just doing the math yeah that's when he was, that's when he was rocking his rat tail uh, <laughs> was he still rocking a rat tail in the fifth grade or yeah oh gosh yeah oh i need to rethink some things here <laughs> With MC Hammer pants. Oh no! This is this is not this is not, not about that. <laughs> this, this is not about that. Um, let's change the subject. <laughs> um, but well, okay. So we do. We have about ten minutes left. Um, and I want to talk about. So you've lived in all these places had a lot of different experiences where do you really where do you consider home that's a question that i knew you would ask and i've been contemplating that for a long time now <laughs> <laughs> and home ashley 
is where my people are. Home is wherever Elaine is and Vincent and Tuesday, you know. Home to me is my family. It's not a location. I I don't know if that is like some weird cliche, but for me it's not a location. It's it's people. When I was in Washington with you and David and Rowan, that was like going home to me. It's a feeling of overwhelming um, love, overwhelming tenderness and kindness. That's what home is. And I find that in Elaine. And I can live anywhere as long as Elaine's with me. Mm. That, that is home. You know, I happened to marry um, my best friend, and she's home. She's where my heart is. Um, I'm in California, Elizabeth and Lucy's and Caden's house. I'm home with Rachel, Matt, and Chloe. I'm home. It's not physical location anymore. I mean, physical location stirs up memories. It's, you know, a lot of visceral responses. Do you remember the time? You know? <laughs> but, yeah, I do, but it's not lasting. What's lasting is the connection of home I have with my lovely wife. That's home. That's what I consider home. Aww. Nothing else. Well, that's... That's really nice. That's really romantic. And she she certainly is one of the loveliest people who's ever existed. So I understand that. You know, and then I don't know. I don't know if in this broadcast podcast when my friend Felix was ill and passed away and he asked me to do his memorial service and I just couldn't get up to it and then you wrote me a letter and you told me in the letter all sorts of wonderful things and you told me that you know I can do it and that you know and a bunch of other things because I love and that letter to me, Ashley, is home. Hmm. I read that almost once a month. I read it, read it yesterday because yesterday I was in a big funk because of the snow and treating Vincent's wound. Vincent is our dog, by the way. <laughs> Vincent and Tuesday are dogs. <laughs> so uh, I read that yesterday because I was in a funk. And, it, you know, I, it got me out of the funk. Because that's home. Home is where your heart is. It's not a physical location. And it's love. It's the love you had and the compassion you had to reach into your heart and life to help me with mine. That's home. That's home. And that's my definition of home. It's not 2255 Loring Place, Bronx, New York. 
it's not that it's where the love is and where the love is is where my family is so that's all thank you that's thank you thank you um (laughs) you get a tissue i'll get a tissue (laughs) (laughs) well um that would be that would be a, a really really nice um place to end this conversation because um it's really profound um and means a lot to me but i'm not going to end it there <laughs> we have a couple more minutes darn <laughs> <laughs> and uh what now? <laughs> I know, I know. Um, is there is there anything else that you, any of the other questions that I sent you that we didn't touch on that that you wanted to share or any um anything got anything light for me? Anything? Uh, <laughs> share a fun share another funny story, Grandpa. <laughs> oh man well you you had said before um before we started recording how music is something that is very meaningful to you um if you could tell any of the the youngins these days what what's what's some good music if they're looking to expand their horizons really well it's not going to be weezer (laughs) well that's my thing (laughs) so you can have your own thing (laughs) (laughs) well honestly one of the best bands of all time is a group called the band yeah, yeah. They're, they're timeless. And they're all incredibly musicians. And they wrote great lyrics. And they were great people. When I got into the Bible, and, uh, you know, you always want to share something. You know, Gosh, they would really love it. I love the Bible. They love the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, ooh, I like this band so they'll like this band so oh yeah i know that feeling I I know that really Bible, right sometimes <laughs> it works sometimes it doesn't yeah <laughs> so i went up and i to use a term that oh um, organizations use i wanted to witness to them you know so i hung out at a little cafe in woodstock new york called joshua's cafe which is now a killer restaurant oh but uh I wanted to share, you know, what I was learning about God and his love to these guys because I like them and of course they'll like God. <laughs> well, wow. was I silly. I was silly. And uh, so I got to speak God's word to those guys and it was kind of fun. It was fun. That's it. When we were young, that's got involved in Bible studies. There's an article in the old um, Life magazine and the group I was affiliated with, they mentioned them in there and they called us 
the groovy Christians of Rye, New York. <laughs> and there's that movie out right now about the Jesus movement. It's in theaters right now. I forget the name of it, but I know a lot of those people that are in there. Oh. And <laughs> so I'll have to look into that. Yeah, we were, I was just talking to a bunch of old uh, groovy Christians. Groovy Christians. <laughs> and we were talking about that time. And oh, we talking about different books. There's a book called The House of Acts, A-C-T-S. And it deals with the early uh, Jesus movement. And the main characters in that book are my friends. <laughs> mm. So it just, all of this goes full cycle. So it's just, I don't know. There are a lot of funny stories, but. We'll have them over beer sometime, Ash. Yeah. Well, you have shared with me and with the rest of us some really great stories in the in this short time that we that we have had for this interview. And I really, really appreciate that. I'm so glad, you know, we've uh you had a very different life experience. Um, than I did growing up. So it's just so interesting to learn about other people and their experiences and what makes them who they are. And now we're family. That's so strange and cool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about this before I started talking. So, But I am I am very thankful that it, you are Is family. it more strange or more cool? Depends on the day. <laughs> oh, Ashley, I love you. <laughs> You're the greatest. Well, thank you so, so much for talking. And uh, and I'll see you, I'll see you on FaceTime probably pretty soon. Because yeah. there's a certain granddaughter who loves chatting with grandma and grandpa. Yeah, and we love chatting with her. <laughs> well, thank you, Ashley, for allowing me to do this. You're welcome. Really it. yeah. It's just lovely to see you. You too. I love you. Oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> we better stop. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>